Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Canine Experts Podcast. Join us as we discuss all the latest advice on training, behavior, grooming, products related to the dog industry, and more. We'll also be interviewing canine professionals from many different levels. Vets, trainers, behaviorists, business owners, and staff from all over the world will be sharing their knowledge and experience. And now, here is your host, Jose Menendez. Hello everyone, I hope you and your family members and friends are safe and well. And please remember, we still have to wear a mask and practice social distancing. Now more than ever, the COVID-19 is spreading very fast. In the past few months, I've been seeing a lot of puppies more than ever. And we want to encourage to search for advice since many folks spend so much time home. And this is affecting a lot of dogs' behaviors. Be aware. Remember, dogs are creatures of habit. Tonight we have with us Martin Wright. He is a professional trainer in Boston, Massachusetts, who has grown a lot in the past few months, thanks to his passion of training dogs, and here is with us Martin. Hello, everybody. How is uh, Martin Wright? He's here with us. How are you, Martin? Tell us, how are you doing? Doing great, Jose. How are you? I'm good and good. How's the weather over there? Uh, it's a little wet today. Um, but it's uh, warming up nicely. It snowed over the weekend, and it's supposed to be 60-plus degrees next weekend. So, you know, it's New England. It's New England. It's the way we always have it. Right. It's, How much did it snow there? Uh, probably where I am, it was probably about four inches on the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. The weather just no. came in all of a sudden. It just started getting cold. Excuse me? It just started getting cold. Oh, down there? When you say cold, what do you mean by cold? Exactly. Well, for us, cold is just, you know, 40, 40, 30s. <laughs> How about you? Well, yeah, 40 is not cold. 40 is not even, 40 is not cold. Um, cold for us is probably two or so. <laughs> two degrees Fahrenheit, about that. Oh, wow. No, no, no. That's different here. So, uh, <laughs> Martin Wright. You are an, an amazing dog trainer. Uh, I've seen your videos on YouTube, but uh, you just growing so fast, man. Uh, in the last few months, we just posted like so many videos and we're so happy to see you growing. Uh, tell us, how do you begin uh, this uh, dog training? What makes you get into the dog training world? Okay, so um, what started me in dog training? Actually, my wife, years and years ago, before she was my wife, I did it as well. Um, it is good to have the resources out there to be able to learn about dogs. You know, there's so many people teaching. Right. And, um, and National Canine is a good foundation. You know, at least for me, it was. It was a good foundation. It was a good place to start. But it was not the end of what I was learning about dogs or what I am learning about dogs. Well, by now, you know that it, it never stops learning. <laughs> dogs evolve and we have to evolve as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So tell me, I mean, we want to know more about you and then you can tell us about, uh, you know, the business. Um, what you do, you do consider uh, that is your specialty uh, in, in dog training? Like, I mean, what do you focus, focus the most? Uh, what are your biggest challenges while training a dog? All right. What I focus most on or what my specialty is. Um, well, when I started out, I always said my specialty was behavior modification 
trick training and puppy development. Now I think that I'm changing a little bit. I think now I'm really focusing on, um, as a dog trainer, I'm focusing on being better at communicating with people. Um, because I think that is where uh, the biggest impact that I can make is, you know, regardless of how much time I spend with the person's dog, it's a fraction of that dog's life. I can't explain to them the same way I can explain to a person. If I'm able to touch a person and reach a person and um, show a person something new, then that change can go through the life of the dog much more easily than anything I do with the dog for the week I have them or for the six private lessons or for the one month or whatever it is, right. you know, whatever it is, that time that I spend with that person is what is going to affect that dog's life the most, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, learning to communicate with people, it's, it's I think it's the hardest part. It's easier to communicate with the dog. <laughs> yes, um, it, it is tricky, you know, because, and, and the more that you get into it, First of all, as a dog trainer, as you know, we're always reading body language, right? We're reading the dog's body language from when we meet the dog, when we're working with the dog. And, um, and, it, and at the same time, if you're doing that and you look at a person, like you're so open, you know, to, to everything that you're feeling. And as soon as you look at a person, you start to read that person too. You start to learn about, you know, that person's body language as much as the dog's body language, you know? So it is, it is very interesting. <laughs> oh know? yes it is I, i've been there i'm still doing the same thing <laughs> you know you learn a little bit every time oh so what would you say was your uh um your biggest challenge or you know going through a uh the beginning of dog training um and what about the present time so let's talk about both the beginning and now in the beginning my biggest it's always myself right that's my biggest challenge is getting over um, the things that I, that I feel like, you know, my own insecurities, you know, from the beginning, that was the problem. Um, and, and it's something that I've had, I've worked on and I've thought about, and I've really, that's where a lot of my drive comes from and how I, um, practice, you know, my craft, my art, my, you know, all of that comes from that learning how to do it better, you know? Um, even now, that is probably the biggest thing. It's my own insecurities. It's also, um, yeah, I think a lot of it too is also my, uh, I never feel really satisfied with a dog either, <laughs> you know? And I think that could be one of my biggest weaknesses um, is that I don't get to get it finished. It never feels finished to me, like what wow. you were mentioning earlier. Are you kind of like perfectionist <laughs> or trying to be? When it comes to dog training, I try, re like, yeah, I, that's, if there's one spot in life where I am, like, really paying attention and trying my best, it is with communication with animals, you know, um, so I want to learn it to the best of my ability. In this aspect, yes, I am, in some ways, a perfectionist. I try my hardest. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm ever perfect, right. <laughs> but, but I try my best to get as close to it as I can. You know? Well, that's how you become like close to perfect. Like, we know that perfect doesn't exist, right. but as long as you get closer to it, just means that you are doing everything possible to learn in advance in your profession. So that's a good thing. That is, and that's what it's about. And then, and then now what I'm also trying to do is I'm trying to take people along with me on the journey, 
you know, um, show the good stuff and also show the little mistakes that I make here and there. So we, you know, because we all make them. Yes. You know? So so how do we deal with the mistake is, is really a big, um, a big part of dog training. When something goes the wrong way, how do we handle it? And all the reasons why it could go the wrong way, you know, um, is important too. So I agree with that. I agree with that totally. So um, what would you say that uh, through this time between the beginning and, the, and, you know, through the 10 years that you've been doing this so far, how much do you think you have learned uh, and what actually helps you to learn the most? Uh, you pattern an association, Facebook group, or you just do, uh, you know, you continue education online, et cetera? Yeah. So how much have I learned? Um, I've learned a lot. How much do I know? Very little, right? <laughs> so so I've, learned, I've learned a lot of things about dog training because I do study, I go, I try to go to seminars, you know, I learn from podcasts and audio books and, and, um, and from people um, and all of that. Um, the biggest ways that I've learned, I've learned pretty well um, auditory. I could hear something and I could learn pretty fast when it comes to dog training. I also am able to learn from watching, I'm able to learn from doing. I think though the biggest that I've learned is from actually doing, you know, um, being there with the tough dog, trying to figure it out, working through it. You know, I think those are the lessons that stick the most, you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, it's like, a, you know, how are you gonna learn to work in the field if you're not there? You have to be there and experience uh, and you, your mistakes. If you learn from your mistakes, you're just dancing right there. Right. You could learn way more from your mistakes, I think, than you could learn from your successes. You know, true. <laughs> I think there's a lot, there's more lessons in mistakes. Um, but, you know, without success, you have no motivation to ever keep going because the success is what rewards us, you know, um, and makes it so we want to continue. But uh, definitely learn a lot from the mistakes. Um, where else have I learned from? I think most of it. I learned from my friends too. I have a lot of friends who are dog trainers. Um, I just being in that environment, you know, I watch everybody's videos, um, everything that they put out, and I learn from everybody. You know, everybody can teach you something, even if it's one little thing, they could teach you something. You know, so do 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 you name yourself as a certain type of trainer? You know, we heard that there is a balanced trainer, positive reinforcement trainer. Uh, negative reinforcement trainer, what will you consider you are? Now, a lot of people these days are moving away from it, but I like the concept of balance. Um, I like the word itself. I like what it means. I like yin and yang. You know, I like positive and negative. I like how they intersect. I like how they're the same and different. Um, so I consider myself a balanced trainer. <laughs> That's, I like the way, I like the feel of it. I'm a, I'm a, you could also call me a moderate trainer moderation, you know, um, I like to say sometimes I'm a good trainer. I try my best and I, I work really hard and I do good. That's, <laughs> that we, that's what we heard so far that you're a good trainer. So yeah. that, <laughs> that's that, a good thing. That's how I think of it too. Like I'm, I'm a, like I'm a good trainer. I'm not a bad person or trying to train in a bad way, you know? Um, but I could, I like the balance. I like balance. I like yin and yang. I like, I like the Tao, <laughs> you know. So as a balanced dog trainer, you will use any tools uh, that you have handy to help 
the dog to overcome, uh, you know, his fears or, uh, you know, challenge uh, his own personality, etc. You will use any yeah, tools. I, I consider it, what I say is I'm no tool. Um, I use all the tools, but I'm not, not, the training is not dependent on the tool. You know, um, if you gave me no tool, I could train a dog. Maybe I need a rope or something at first, <laughs> you know, to keep the dog close to me, maybe. Um, right. But, um, but uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. The tool itself doesn't matter. It's how we use the tool and more importantly, the kind of person that we are because dogs see us as individuals, you know, and as um, as as a companion to them, you know, in some ways. So if you're, you should be able to get through without necessarily using the tool, but at the same time, tools do help us. And that's why we invented them, you know? Right. Um, you you there know, are, there, there are so many challenging dogs out there now. <laughs> there are challenging dogs. There are challenging dogs, but I think that we can, like, once we get our skills in communication with the animal down, I don't think the tool is the, the biggest factor. You know, you could train a dog to be off leash reliably without necessarily using an electronic training collar. You could teach a dog a trick without necessarily using a treat, you know? Um, so uh, all of them are wonderful, but I don't want to ever be in a position where I feel like if a tool is gone, I can no longer be useful to, to you know, the public as a dog trainer. Right. It's just a tool, something that you can or you cannot use. It's not necessarily something you have to use. Right, right. But at the same time, I want to learn as much as I can about all the dog training tools and how they are used because um, to not learn or to just say, I'm not going to use that and just stop right there is, is kind of putting yourself in a box. You know, I don't need to put myself in a box. <laughs> right. I want to learn everything. And if I don't use everything, that's fine. It's my decision, but I want to know how, I want to at least learn about it and then decide if I want to go further and really learn how to use the tool. Um, but you won't hear me knocking any particular tool. Um, you'll hear me knocking the uses of particular tools, but not any particular tool. That's Martin right? He doesn't use tools only, you know, when he needs them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, I practice the same philosophy. So we're on the same page. Um, I learn about tools. I like to learn about tools. They are there for you to learn you can use it or not but you know sometimes they're useful sometimes they're not right what would you say was your biggest uh challenge with clients i mean dealing with clients you, you know facing uh, uh going through the dog training world is just uh meeting the client going through their needs their goals and you know we have different situations what would you say was your uh probably worst situation or crazy situation crazy situation um, I have the crazy situation. What was the craziest? Oh man, I've seen so many crazy situations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen just a lot of them. Um, Do you um, think that lately there are more crazy situations than ever? <laughs> I think lately actually it's been, I think it's for me, like, I think since COVID started, I, I've seen. I don't know if I've seen as many crazy situations as I was seeing before that. Um, I don't know, that's a really hard question. But the first part of the question, I, I, I think the first part of the question, like what is the thing that is the hardest for me to connect with a client? Right. Um, 
in the beginning, once again, it was insecurity, right? The first dogs I trained, you know, I was like, all right, I just got back from school. I'm taking on this contract to train this dog. How am I going to do this thing? You know, um, when I first started, I actually wanted to work for somebody else. I was looking for jobs, couldn't find one. Nobody would hire me. So now it's like, all right, I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to train on my own, <laughs> you know? Um, so so uh, I just started training with like no real mentor. And that was before I really knew anything. I just got wow. a member of International Association of Canine Professionals um, because, because of the connection between um, the, the National Canine School for Dog Trainers and their sponsorship, you know, in connection with International Association. But I didn't really, I just paid for the membership. and was like, yeah, I'll be a member. I'll watch, I'll look at the journals when they come out or whatever. But I wasn't really involved, right? Um, and then, um, and then, so I sort of started training the dogs. And that insecurity at first, that uncertainty of, am I doing the right thing? Right. And those kind of things were the most difficult. If you have any self-doubt, a client can, can see it. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, you know, because self-doubt is going to be there and it's good for them to see it because they have self-doubt too, you know, and how we deal with it is, you know, can help them. Um, but, um, but they notice it. And when I was just starting out, I had a lot of it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I didn't have good people around who would let me train their dogs. And I gained confidence on everyone that you train, right? Well, that's very good. I mean, that's a challenge also. I mean, not having a mentor for the beginning, it gets harder. It's easy when you have somebody next to you. Uh, but I'm so glad that you went through the whole thing. I mean, you learn a lot going doing that. Yeah, yeah, that was something else. I, I made a lot of phone calls trying to get that person in Boston to help me out, but couldn't find them, <laughs> you know? And wow. I was like, see, there's one out of two things. It's either I just stop or I just train dogs anyway. And I was like, I'm going to just train dogs anyway, you know? So... And yeah, now I'm, I'm lucky because now I have a lot of mentors and I'm learning, I'm fixing old things that needed um, repair, you know, things that I didn't quite get right the first time. <laughs> now I'm learning how to kind of see the picture even bigger. Yeah, I see you everywhere now. You're expanding, man. <laughs> Let me well, ask you something. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a lot of uh, really cool YouTube videos. Thanks to my friend, uh, Frank. Um, and, uh, he's helping me a lot with that and he, he loves that stuff too. So that is really big. But other than that, I'm pretty much doing what I've been doing. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've noticed you are top of the guy that takes a uh, constructed, uh, criticism very well. It helps you a lot. Yes. That's Even a good thing. Constructive criticism. Anything that anybody oh. says to me, there's something valuable in it. The reason why you're saying it um, is because there's something there that I could probably learn from, you know? So I choose to make all criticism into constructive criticism. Well, that's a positive way to take it. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I can. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> sometimes. Oh, I know. But, you know, when it's coming, when it comes about dogs, though, and dog training, um, that is what I want to do. So anything anybody says, it's like, great. That's great. Nothing like to be with a dog. For saying something. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the biggest, thank you for saying anything at all. Thank you. I appreciate hey. it, you know? So um, talking about the pandemic, uh, you know, uh, it's been like really hard for a lot of people. I mean, especially from the beginning. Now things are a little better, not great yet. 
But what would you say that it was your, uh, uh, you know, what did COVID put you, uh, in which position put you going through this business? I mean, did you lose a lot of business? It was hard for you. Please tell us. All right. So COVID was extreme, is extremely hard for me. Um, before COVID, I had a nice facility um, that I would go to all the time and I trained from there. I had a few other trainers that worked with me and uh, for me, and I was training them and teaching them and I was learning from them every day. Um, I had a whole bunch of dogs in my daycare. It was really cool. Um, it was a lot of work, but um, since COVID, um, those things kind of went. Like I no longer have my training facility. Um, I'm planning on opening one again, hopefully next year. Um, I'm ready to, I'm just waiting for a couple of things to happen. Um, and of course my employees, the guys who I worked with, I miss them every day. And uh, that was the hardest part for me. I'm sorry to hear. I mean, uh, we all been facing really challenging times and that closing the facility, I mean, I bet it was hard on you. Yeah. That was tough. But the good thing is that like, I still have the ability to train dogs. That's, right. You know, I still get to work with dogs. I still get to work with people. Um, when I closed, I had to close the facility, but now I'm able to make more YouTube videos that I couldn't make before, you know? So it's all a, a balance in a way. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a balance. Like this happens, so that happens. And, and it kind of, you know, it is what it is. I'm enjoying it now. I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. I like not having the facility. I still have a lot of clients, you know, who are, um, who are out there that I'm working with all the time, um, more than I could handle, you know? Right. Um, so, but that's the, way, that's the way it is. And I'm hoping, I can't wait until I am able to reopen. I think when I do reopen, it's going to be better than ever, you know, in a lot oh, of ways. I bet. Yeah. Closing that facility was, it was a perfect time for that ending. And it's a perfect time to restart and do something else, you know, so. It's like a pressing the reset button. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is true. Many people have reinvented themselves, you know, like you started just doing private dog training, you know, people one-to-one, -one, uh, things that you didn't do before. I mean, I, I bet you did it before, but now it's more often than, than before. Now I'm working outside a lot more, you know, with oh, wow. life distractions, which is really cool. Um, because before I would get a lot of my clients, they would say like, you know, well, he listens inside, he listens here inside this building, but he can't listen outside. Um, and now that we're working with them outside, the clients are like, all right, he listens outside, fine. He's just not listening to me outside, <laughs> you know? It's like, all right, now we now we can figure out why that's happening. It's not, it's not the environment, it's the communication, you know? Right. So, so I like that. I like working around the distractions. I like, I like being outside a lot and training. That's where dogs should, like a lot of training should happen out there you know, where the squirrels are. Yeah, <laughs> exposing and then try to deal with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have a dog right now that he sees a squirrel and he just lays down completely. No, yeah. because he's calm. He's just waiting. Yep. He's, he's You get distracted for one second, there you go. He can pull 400 pounds, like nothing. So you better be ready. <laughs> That's hard. All the way. That's the dog that just like, all right, I'm, 
it's almost like a pounce, right? Oh, yes. He is oh, yes. possible, save up all the energy. As soon as he gets close, I'm going. Taking off. That's it. And you're coming with me. <laughs> Or your shoulder is. <laughs> your shoulder is coming with me. <laughs> yeah, that happens many times. <laughs> That's how we learn. Yeah, but then then after a while, right, what happens? You look at the dog, he lays down, and you're like, there's a squirrel around here. <laughs> oh, right? boy. You don't even have to see the squirrel anymore. It's like, oh, the dog laid down just like that. There's a squirrel. <laughs> Now we're going to Now we're talking. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Talking about goals, I mean, uh, you say one of them is open your facility again. You know, and we hope that you'll be able to. And I'm, I'm hoping that everything gets cleared out so I can start traveling and meeting people in person because I would like to do a live podcast with people right there. Um, what other goals do you have in life? I mean, talking about canine training. Uh, when we're talking about dog training, other than reopening a facility, um, I still have that book that I want to write, write, and my book is going to be different. It's not going to be a how-to book. It's just like some things that I think about as I'm training dogs, <laughs> you know? That's um, cool. Just just a quick, like, yeah, that's what I think about sometimes. Um, and I want to do that. I also have this YouTube channel, which I really want to continue to um, to grow and to to, you know, share with people. I think we need to have a, quote, balanced trainer you know you a few more of them i know we have a lot of them already but we need more of them because it seems like the really big channels might not be mm -hmm. balanced i think that we should be at least able to compete <laughs> you know so yeah, that's good i'm going to continue to grow that and and um learn more about that as well the facility is a big deal i also want to do more with sports And um and competition and things. I never had the opportunity to do that because I've just been training, you know, clients, dogs, problem behaviors, um, communication work and things like that. But I want to do some Raleigh. I want to do some um, barn hunting. I want to do some some other things too with my dog. I'm already doing trick training, which is oh. a lot of fun um, with my little itty bit wherever she is. But, uh, How, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> somewhere around here. I could call her. She will come. If I said her name, she'll be here. <laughs> But, Don't bother her. Poor yeah. thing. Yeah. So, um, well, that's good. I mean, you keep growing and you have goals in life and that's how everything should be. I mean, you cannot stop. You have to continue. With that being said, I mean, there is a lot of problems currently right now. And I hope you don't mind me asking, have you ever faced like discrimination, racism, uh, Or any type of you know disturbing um, any situation that it would bother you. Um, you want to share something like that? Um, I have always faced situations like that. You know, um, sometimes it's hard to put a finger on. Sometimes you just feel it as a feeling. You know, sometimes it is. Uh, it's little things like, for example, um, I'm I'm fortunate in that I have like I have a good business mind. You know, um, and there's been times when I've been trying to get loans and things like that, where I feel like I should have gotten them, <laughs> you know, mm. that I put in and um, and the business plans that I produce and the credit score and all that. And when you start to get same kind of questions, you know, like six months ago, I gave them whatever they asked for. And then they asked for a bunch of things and they asked for the thing again. Those kind of things kind of um, annoy. But um, I do see it. Definitely. It's out there. 
I could go more into detail on this. I don't like talking about this stuff much. Right. But even when I came, once again, when I was looking for a job, you know, when I came out, I think that there could have been more opportunity if I was a little different. No way to tell, you know. So um, those kind of things are out there and they happen. But I don't stay focused on that stuff at all. You know, I don't look at it as a way, it's like, um, I just, it's just the way it is. So what, when anyway, you know, that's, that's the way I always, I always think just do better, just try harder, just work harder, just, just learn and just win anyway, you know? Um, so that's the way I kind of think of that, those things when they do come up. Um, I'm in a position now where I will be opening the facility when it's time. You know, it's not a matter of, um, is it going to happen? It has not, it has very little to do with others at this point. Um, so that is going to happen, you know? Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I hope that answered your question. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just listening to you and I've been thinking about the same time because I've been facing things myself, uh, you know, and, and like you, I don't focus on those things. Uh, I just let them go. But at the same time, I feel like I, it's, you know, we need to talk about the things every now and then because it's not something that it should pass, if you know what I mean. No, it shouldn't pass. And and I do like personal stuff I don't talk about so much, but but when I see it out in the street, I'll talk about it there. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, like what happens to me personally is not, I will get by, it'll be fine, you know, but I don't like to see it where it, hap it happens to everybody, you right. know, um, just because the race that they are, the religious beliefs they have or don't have, um, it, or just because of whatever reason, just because of who they are, you know, I feel like we should all have a, a fairly even playing field. The rules should be the same for everybody. If my credit score is 800 and your credit score is 800, we should be able to get the same kind of loans. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so so uh, when that doesn't happen, it's sad, but what can you do? You know, you just have to, you have to complain when it's time and you have to do what you can. You have to put your lawsuits out when it's time to do that because you have to. But, um, but it is also mandatory that you continue to work hard, you know, and just don't take it as a reason to lose, you know. Oh, no, no, you cannot let it drag yourself uh, down to that hole. I mean, you have to continue. And it makes so much sense what you're saying, you know, I mean, you're not avoiding but you are not focusing on that thing every single day you have to continue with your life right right i try to brush it off it's kind of like the puppy that play bikes <laughs> right <laughs> That's funny. Bikes. You, could, you could sit there and you could no stop it and you could shove your hand in his mouth and you could do all these or sometimes you just go hey and just brush them off and just keep walking and they're like oh i guess i can't do that okay mm -hmm. <laughs> so it kind of could be kind of like that too i don't know i think we need more balanced people <laughs> <laughs> in general <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yeah that would help i mean it would definitely help but we live in a society where emotion is is what is what rules yes you know, how do i feel right now say it as loud as i can as fast as i can and get emotional about it you know that's what that's what well, it is Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I mean, uh, I know that it's, it's it's something delicate to talk about that, but I, I also we need to talk about that. And I appreciate the fact that you answered that question. Thank you very much. No problem. No problem. I, I don't know if I did a great answer of that question, 
Um, but I think it is, uh, that's how I honestly feel about it. I don't, I, sometimes you will see things, how do I want to put this? We're going to, sometimes you'll see I wrote something or I said something where it looks like I, I don't know how to exactly say that. Are you angry? Um, like you are? Yeah. Like it looks like I'm, I'm angry about it or something like that. Well, most of the time I don't spend a lot of time on those thoughts. Right. Really, I do not. Um, while I'm writing something, I'll just write it, but I don't spend a lot of time like thinking how, woe is me, how, how bad it is. It's not like that. <laughs> you know, I'm spending most of my time like, yeah, these are the circumstances that I live in, you know, um, and with these circumstances, how am I going to make it? True. Um, I hear you. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's the same way. Yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, you know, everybody has their own way to deal with things. And, uh, you know, we should respect everybody's feelings. We should respect everybody's ideas. And like you said before, religion, political views, everything. Everybody has the right to believe on whatever they want with respect. Yes. With respect. It's when they start to use, try to take your rights away. Then mm -hmm. When they think it's their right to take your right away, um, that's where there's a problem. Right. There is no respect there. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So let's talk about business now. What are you currently offering? I mean, uh, what are your programs? Are you doing boarding train? Are you just doing train one-to-one? -one? I don't talk about prices because I know you're expensive. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, so these days, the main things that I'm doing is I'm doing boarding train programs and I'm doing private training sessions. I am working on some some new, um, and I'm doing group classes. I have a bunch of group classes I do too. Um, but I am working on some new programs that's going to be um, also incorporate in video as well. But I do want to be in person with clients. You know, I like, I find that to be the best way for me to influence that person, you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to be trying to use video more so that way I'm able to help more people because, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I mean, people need to talk to you. They need a follow-up. They need to see what, how to do things. And sometimes we're not there. We don't have the time to. So you can share a video and express that. Yeah, the video can help in certain ways. But being there next to the person, too, because they might not even be able to express what their difficulty is. Yeah, sometimes they might not true. even know what, what it is, the reason why it's not being successful for them, you know, or why it's not working the way that they want it to work. Um, and sometimes being next to them and seeing and I'll be able to see, oh, that's why it's not working the way you think it's all this stuff, but really it's that is it, you are holding your leashes too long. It's simple, <laughs> you know, um, or whatever the case may be, or it's not enough leash. It should be a little longer. Um, oh, wow. That's it. Fixed. You know, <laughs> so sometimes that happens too, that you can't get from any other way other than when you're standing there, you know. So I, I value that. We know how it works. We know how it works. Yep. I'm you liking be right there. Trains. I'm doing more boarding trains than I was. Um, before I was doing a day school program where the dogs will come in a lot in the day and me and my guys will train the dogs. But now I'm doing more boarding trains and I find that to be fun too because it seems like um, 
it's a challenge. Every dog that I come across, I try to bring them as far as I can, further than the last one and all that. Um, so it's, it's kind of fun for me. It's a good way for me to compete with me. <laughs> you know. Well, now that you mentioned boarding train, I, I've been doing the same thing I wanted to ask. Uh, don't you find it very interesting when you bring a dog to your home and then you change the whole environmental structure? Uh, you put the dog in a new schedule. It takes about a couple of days until actually they start settling, right? Isn't it amazing how they adapt so easy when you treat yes. them well? Yes, it is. It is. It is. Um, it's amazing how quickly they could adapt. Um, yeah, I've seen some serious um, separation anxiety issues, hmm. you know, um, where the dog can't be in a crate. And by the fourth day, the dog is sleeping comfortably in the crate, goes in when you ask him to, you know, stays in there with the door open and all that. Just because expect, I think it's expectations and intention, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a big deal. Um, yeah, it's intention. So when we have a dog and they come to our house and we're training them, we expect them to do X, Y, and Z. It's automatic. Like I expect right. you to go into that crate. I expect you to get comfortable. The reason why you're not comfortable on day one is because all the stuff that happened before that, right. <laughs> you know? But now as soon as day three comes around, this is what is happening. And the dog starts to, to understand that. And they, they change right away, you know? Clear boundaries and expectations. You know, that's a big deal. Structure, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> big deal. Yeah, they love to be on a schedule and they yeah. wait for the right time to do things. And the people who are really structured with their dogs tend not to be the ones who raise their voice a lot, get angry a lot, you know, lose their temper a lot. You know, that happens more when when they're when there are less rules. It from my personal experience, you know, um, that's what I see. So yeah, using the rules helps us out with the other species, definitely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I have board and train here, especially dogs that they have no uh training on crate training which is very difficult i see that emotional feeling involved in this situation they feel bad for the dog being in the crate mm -hmm. that's the beginning of the story <laughs> yep. that, that's where separation that's where crate problems a lot of times begin it's feeling bad for the dog in the crate perfectly fine puppy whines a couple times and then we let him out and then what happens even worse than that is that we go, all right, I'm not going to let them out anymore. So now we let them whine harder and try harder. And then we end up letting them out again. Mm -hmm. he learns, oh, it's just, I wasn't loud enough. When he's in there, he's learning. If I'm loud enough, if I get hardy enough about this, I will get let out. That's how we have a serious problem. Yep. <laughs> you know, dogs um, are very smart. They oh, constantly yeah. reading you. <laughs> They watch you the whole time. They stare at you. My Doberman would sit there and stare at me for hours, just looking at me. <laughs> just, <laughs> me <out. laughs> just looking at you. It, it was very nice, uh, Martin. I'm glad that you're here. Um, is I would like I would like uh, you to share things with your audience. I mean, the people that you know. Uh, what would you like to express? I mean, to all of them. Just keep training your dogs. You know, do the thing that you love to do. You know, when you find something that you really love, just be completely all over it. Learn as much as you can. <laughs> you know, those are the things that are important. Spend time with your family. 
you know, those are the things that are most important in the, in the world that we live in. So yeah, do what you love. Don't do it because just because you feel like you have to, because chances are you don't, <laughs> you, know? um, you don't really have to, you could do something else. Um, and when you love it, then yeah, just do what you love. Things get just better when you do things that you love, aren't yeah. they? Yep. Yeah. My grandma used to and say you that. Get, and you will get, a lot of times you will start to make money from it. You know, if you really love it and you're doing it, because just the drive of doing it by itself, you know, um, it, it, you will start to do all right with it. So don't let fear be the reason why you don't do the things that you want to do. Just do them, you know, just do it. That's a great advice. Um, one more time, tell us where are you located? What's the name of your uh, business? Yes, I'm located in Boston, and my business name is Argos Dog Training. That's A-R-G-O-S, Dog Training Boston. For those of you who are watching this maybe on YouTube, maybe you can see it. I don't know. Excellent. <laughs> Not excuses. That's all right. You know, I hate when people put excuses. No, my dog doesn't want to walk because the rain. <laughs> He hates the rain. He hates the rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well some dog well if it's 40 degree rain i hate 40 degree rain too um so i, I could understand that but what is know, that 40 degree rain yeah you don't know about that no i never heard of anything like that don't, don't worry about it it's, it's, it's horrible <laughs> i'll google it <laughs> yeah, it's, it's chilly but well, um, Mar yes go ahead but you know a lot of times you know Yeah, we do make excuses for the dogs, but we also make excuses. This was not for the dogs. No excuse. That was me. That's for me. But that looks more like a message to the owner than anything else. <laughs> but that's a good logo. That's a very good logo. Thank you. Congratulations on your business. I'm so glad that you're doing well. I mean, I, I know you're going to do better when things are over. And I hope to see you when things are over, too. I'm planning to come to you, videotape your facility and show the world what you're doing because, you know, you are just a, a proof that anybody can do whatever they want when you put your mind set. Yep. Is that true? I believe that is 100% true. I believe that is 100% true. When you put your mind to it, you can do um, what you want to do. For, yeah, I believe that. That's I, awesome, Martin. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being with us. And I hope to see you again in a couple of months, if that's okay. So yeah, we anytime you want to come in, you know, I'll be glad to have you around once as soon as as soon as we have um that facility up and running, which is going to be very soon. I'm hoping 2021 is going to be a perfect time for it. Um, and once that's done, definitely anytime you want. Perfect, my friend. Thank you so much. And, you know, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Take yeah. care, Martin. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Canine Experts Podcast. Don't be afraid to shoot us a message at info at canineexperts.com. Call us at 973-564-6100 and ask anything related to the canine world. Don't forget to visit our blog site, www.canineexperts.com slash blog where you'll find great info on all the topics. Be sure to tell everyone about our podcast and please subscribe. Stay tuned.